Welcome to Growing in the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is the fifth Sunday of Lent. Well, hope you're doing well, Father Zach here, and it's a great opportunity for all of us to grow because, man, there's just not a lot to do right now. Yesterday, I was uh, praying a lot. Uh, we had an opportunity to do two holy hours for our people yesterday with adoration, and I did my, my personal one in the morning. Um, so it's kind of like a retreat. It's a weird time trying to look at different ways to stay connected with you. Uh, I just want to say to our people, we miss you, uh, but this is a great opportunity nonetheless to seize grace, uh, you know, we have a great opportunity to pray, to be a light to others. Um, nonetheless, I think if we take the different directives seriously and see, see them as an opportunity to grow in faith, to grow in trust, um, you can do that. Um, so we always do this particular podcast to get ready for Sunday Mass. So for those of you who are listening to this but don't know, uh, we started a YouTube page so you can watch Mass daily. I'll be putting videos up hopefully every day, every other day just ways to inspire you. So if you go on YouTube and search for Anago Area Catholic Churches, you can find us and we'll try to stay connected that way. But we got to get into this gospel because this is a long one. We got 45 verses. Yeah, 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 we got 45. So we are at the Gospel of John, verse 11, verses 1 through 45. And this is a very popular story. Uh, but when we get into this gospel, I'm going to try to go fairly quickly, but not too quick so you don't like get overwhelmed. But if you can, you know, press pause right now. Go and get your Bible. Get uh, some friends. Do a Bible study. Just do something personal to grow in the Lord. Um, so if you, you can press pause right now and do that. And don't go forward until you do that. All right. So let's get into this gospel because, yeah, 45 verses. So um, let's just call upon the Holy Spirit right now. And please pray with me, come Holy Spirit, three times. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. And we pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. This gospel again is from the Gospel of John, verses 11, verses 1 through 45. Now a man was ill, Lazarus, from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was, was the one who had anointed the Lord with perfumed oil and dried his feet with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was ill. So the sisters went, or excuse me, so the sisters sent word to him saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then, after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you, and you want to go back there? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If one walks during the day, he does not stumble, but because he sees the light of this world. But... If one walks at night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. He said this, and then one, and then told them, Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I am going to awaken him. So the disciples said to him, Master, if he is asleep, he will be saved. But Jesus was talking about his death. 
while they thought he meant ordinary sleep. So then Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died, and I am glad for you that I was not there, that you may believe. Let us go to him. So Thomas, called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go to die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found Lazarus had been already in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, only about two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But now, but even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he'll rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into this world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary secretly, saying, The teacher is here and is asking for you. As soon as she heard, heard this, she rose quickly and went to him, for Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still where Martha had met him. So, when the Jews who were with her in the house comforting her saw Mary get up quickly and go out, they followed her, presuming that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead, the dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial cloths. And when his face was wrapped in a cloth, excuse me, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, untie him and let him go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him.
Okay. Well, let's dive into this gospel and, and hopefully help you prepare for Sunday Mass. And you know, I just one thing I just want to encourage you to do is, is make a prayer place in your home. Um, I have friends that told me this week they, they set up chairs for Mass and they watch this on YouTube. So you can do that. Um, but make a, make a little shrine in your home. Uh, and maybe send me a picture on Facebook or on my email and I'll, I'll post it online to show people what you're doing to make your home uh, a church, which it should be anyways, the domestic church. Um, but just have a place to pray during this time because, you know, we've got to be creative. and We can't, we can't let these uh, times away from the Lord distract us and pull us away from being who God created us to be, you know. So, all right, let's get to this gospel here. So, in our gospel, John verses, verses 11, 1 through 45, it talks about the raising of Lazarus. So, the raising of Lazarus is the sixth of seven signs that Jesus performs in John giving an emphatic support to claim, to his claim to give life. Jesus came to give life. You know, we had the woman at the well, we had the blind man. Hopefully we're seeing some themes here. But there's a dark side to this episode as well, as Jesus provokes a Jewish opposition that will precipitate Jesus' death. So similar miracles are recorded in the Synoptic Gospels. So those who are learning what the Bible, the Synoptic Gospels are Matthew, Mark, and Luke, a synopsis of the Gospels. But John is different. In those Gospels, we hear about the raising of Jairus' daughter and the raising of the widow's son from Nain. So we know that happens. But John's Gospel is different. So precedent for raising from the dead was set by the prophets by Elijah and Elisha. So Jesus is not the only person to raise somebody from the dead. Remember that. Um, you can look for Elijah being raising someone from the dead in, in 1 Kings 17, 17, 24 through 24. And also Elisha in 2 Kings 4, 32 to 37. So if you want to press pause and go check those out, I'd encourage you to do that. But notice how we have, it's Mary who, who um, anointed the Lord. She anticipates the following episode in 12, 1 through 8. So Jesus talks about how when he heard this, um, he said that Jesus, he said that Lazarus' death will not end in death. His illness will not end in death. So yes, Lazarus will in fact die. Know that. But this will not be the ultimate fate because Jesus will raise him to new life according to, according an opportunity for others to glorify God by means of the miracles. So do know this in the scriptures, anybody in the presence of Jesus lived. No one was ever dead. And now that Jesus, you know, he loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So he stayed with them for two days. And again, in John's gospel, nothing is unimportant. So why two days? So the delay of Jesus, of Jesus proves fatal for Lazarus. So this period of waiting, which I think is really important for us during this coronavirus time, is not a mistake or a miscalculation. And for the gospel, it's a part of Jesus' plans to generate faith in the disciples. So even for you and I, this is an opportunity for us to grow in faith. So raising the dead to new life will, will have a more profound effect on them than raising the sick to health. And, you know, Jesus says, you know, let us go, let us go into, the, into Judea again. But the, the, the disciples are like, dude, like, don't you get it? They just tried to kill you, stone you. But Jesus talks about walking in the light. You know, so Jesus can travel safely in Judea so as long as his hour lies in the future. And he talks about that hour often in the Gospel of John. We have the wedding feast of Canaan, you know, you know woman, my hour has not yet come. Um, and all of this came through Mary's permission. It's a really powerful way of looking at this, but Mary, the mother of God, not Mary, the sister of Lazarus. 
But if you walk at night, you're going to stumble. And Jesus is talking um, about a euphemism about biological death, saying he's fallen asleep and he wants to wake him up. And that's so true for you and I too. So when we look at the Gospels, we should say, I'm, I'm, I'm always in this Gospel. I'm never not in this Gospel. So maybe you are like Lazarus, like you have gone into the tomb these past few days or even weeks and you're becoming kind of a weirdo. You're dying inside. You know, I think a lot of times we have these temptations to go into some negative things and it makes others around us worried. But Thomas called Didymus, you know, the doubter, he said, let us go also that we may die with him. So it's a weird statement, you know, like Thomas, dude, like what are you talking about? But maybe that Thomas, like Peter, is full of confidence that will prove to be rash when Jesus is later arrested and the disciples scatter for their lives. But remember, Lazarus has been in the tomb for four days. The dude's got to be really stanky. You know what I'm saying? Like he's got to have some deep stank on him. But this decisive confirmation of Lazarus' death, since by the time the process of bodily decay was thought to begin in earnest, in earnest, so Martha thus expected the tomb to emit unpleasant odor. I kind of want to say like, duh, of course it would. But Jews during the New Testament times customarily, customarily wrapped the dead with a shroud. They tied straps of cloth around the extremities and anointed their body with fragrant oils and spices. So the procedure was not strictly equivalent to embalming, but it helped delay temporary stench of the body and corruption. So allegorically, the four days in the tomb signifies as the four stages of spiritual death. This is kind of cool. So check this out. So the first stage is original sin. It, you know, that's the first death of the human race. The violation of the natural law is the second. Violation of the law of the written law of the prophets, especially Moses, is the third. And despising the gospel of grace is the fourth. So here we have a preview of man's resurrection from the fourthfold death is seen in Christ as Christ brings Lazarus to life after his four-day entombment. So now, Jesus says, you know, I am the resurrection. Jesus places all hopes for a future resurrection upon himself. He possesses the absolute sovereignty over life and death that was always believed to be the sole prerogative of Yahweh. And then Mary, who was seen often at the feet of Jesus, said, Lord, if you had been here, he would not have died. And Mary's initial disappointment mirrors that of her sister Martha. And Jesus is troubled. He was deeply moved. He is perturbed. You know, literally mean angered. Though left unexplained, Jesus is probably angry with the Jews who are now weeping with Mary, but who still will betray him to hostile authorities. In other words, he foresees that raising, the raising of Lazarus while strengthening the faith of some will also occasion the unbelief and treachery of others. And the shortest line comes right after that. You know, he, he said, where have you laid him? And they say, come and see. And then Jesus wept. John eleven thirty five, 35, the shortest verse in scripture. So we don't, we don't here have tears of despair, but of love and sympathy for Lazarus and his family. This small narrative points to an awesome theological mystery. Jesus became man in every respect except for sin. He experienced a full range of human emotions. 
And then the Jews just speak, wow, see how you loved him. Before we close this reading, you know, I think Jesus looks at a lot of us too and says the same thing. You know, when we are spiritually dead, he weeps. Because we, you and I have our Lazarus. We fall into these negative tendencies and it kills us spiritually and we die inside. But with a loud voice, Jesus wants to speak with you and I. Come out as he calls out Lazarus. You know, this dramatizes what will take place at the general resurrection on the last day when the Lord will hear the voice, see, when we will hear the voice of the Son of Man and come forth from the tombs to live again. And the Lord wants to unbind you. We're going to hear about that in verse 44. Unbind him and let him go. Untie him and let him go. And the Lord says the same to you. Maybe you're called to be Christ in this, in this situation, to call out to others. But nonetheless, we, we end with, you know, many of the Jews had come to Mary and seen what he had done and began to believe in him. So you can be like Mary. You can be like Martha. What say you? What say you? So the song I'm going to close with is Dead Man Rise by... Joe Zambone. So I encourage you to listen to it. It's a little bit different, but uh, nonetheless, know of my prayers for you. And as you journey during this Lenten pilgrimage time of dialing it back a little bit, know of my prayers. Again, check us out on YouTube. We gotta love one another. We gotta move forward. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I said, ooh, 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 let a dead man rise, let a dead man rise. And on a slippery slope, you won't stand long, and you'll soon cross. I said, ooh, I said, ooh, let a dead man rise, let a dead man rise. On a slippery slope, you won't stand long And you'll soon cross lines, you won't set joint You either live what you believe, believe what you live But a life in sin can justify anything So let the damn man rise, let the damn man rise And bind his feet, open his eyes Cause once was lost, can now be found Where once was dead, now come alive Drink the water, throw the glass You want a deep run love without sacrifice But in a world where the fig leaf becomes the mask That ain't love, that's just convenient You like to prance around in your fine robe You like to judge a man by what he owns But if your grave is as shallow as your heart When you're born show your friends depart I said when you're born show Bind his feet, open his eyes Cause what once was lost can now be found What once was dead now come to life Let the dead man rise and let the dead man rise